is uh it's such a pleasure it's such a pleasure to be talking to you guys casket frida big fan of the band obviously personally and thank you so much for taking the time to do this first things first very simple how's your day been so far yeah yeah it's been good thanks yeah just been uh working from home it's like the new norm now um but yeah aside from that all good just uh kind of getting stuff ready for the release next week we're getting all of our t-shirts and cds and stuff like that so i'll do a bit of graphic design on the side so um kind of all falls on me pretty much all of that stuff um yeah just been super busy like today and this week in general i, I started a new job so learning a lot of new stuff so brain's a bit frazzled but <laughs> all good the curse of being in a modern van day jobs life and uh, still trying to get the music out there so see it the uh the rock never stops all <laughs> <laughs> right but what about um what about cask feeder overall the camp how is everything going there how are you all feeling we are a little over a week from the release of the album servants of violence um yeah it's, it's really positive uh for everyone's just really like raring to go like for the album to drop and to finally people to be able to hear it obviously a few shows in place um got a couple of couple of bits to drop prior um as well uh yeah just just really good everyone's like super focused um sort of culmination obviously of a lot of hard work and like blood sweat and tears that have gone into this so really rewarding but at the same time like ready to like really ramp it up and like push everything up to the next level as best we can yeah it's been, it's just, yeah we've been sitting on this for quite a long time actually so yeah just i mean echoing what connor said yeah i think we're just all dead excited to just finally get it out there and uh yeah start promoting it yeah this whole sitting on it for a long time uh this is not like a new thing that we're hearing from bands we talk to particularly over this long two three year period how's casket feeder been coping uh, i think generally we've been good i mean this, this this album was actually recorded before lockdown um we had a few like hiccups that caused uh, a few delays but then obviously covid came along um i think generally i mean we yeah I mean, we didn't really do that much throughout the uh the lockdown i mean we had uh, rehearsals and stuff just to kind of keep on top of things make sure you know we're we're still keeping it tight um but yeah aside from that i mean i think uh, we're, we're just excited to finally get out there and start playing gigs again um with no sort of restrictions yeah i mean the kind of enforced downtime that uh lockdown brought on us and obviously everyone like that was a that was a bit of a killer because we're so used to being like such an active band and like gigging as much as we could and obviously we were geared up to kind of release the records and then that happened so there was kind of a period of time where it was a, a struggle in a way like kind of I think like anyone like like and I don't just mean in terms of people in bands you just kind of everyone's in that same boat thinking oh when when are we actually going to get out of this like when can we return to like some kind of normality and like and then for us, obviously, and other bands, like when will we be able to play shows like we used to? Like, is, is are things going to return to normal? There's a kind of cloud hanging over everyone, and there were there were kind of like low points. I think like individually and kind of as a group, not to you know, it, it was not that not there was never any fallings out or anything. But I think it was just kind of just like, oh god, like what if what if this is it? You know. Um, but as soon as we were able to start playing shows again, it was just like, oh yeah, that's it. You know, the shackles are off and that's 
that's the main thing for us like being able to play shows and stuff is what that's what we love and is what keeps things exciting for us so yeah being able to get back out there and um just kind of hit the ground running again it, it was like not being it was almost like we weren't ever away kind of thing you know yeah it's funny isn't it because that time just dragged on and dragged on when we never really knew six months down the line it'll all be okay okay now it's a year down the line and it's still not okay maybe next year it'll be fine oh we're still not quite there hell it's may 2022 and there's uh we're still not quite there things are better than they were particularly obviously when it comes to things like live shows and experiences like that but one of the things uh we always kind of ask every band uh, in these interviews is obviously it's a universally negative period and it's very hard to pull any positives out of it. So we're kind of asking you guys, what if anything helped kind of get you through the tougher periods, the points where, like you said, you can generally look at it going, is this it? I think ironically, well, maybe not ironically, it's like you get that point of thinking, like, oh, is that it now? Like, is this, has, has this been ground to a, have we had to grind to a halt? Like, we haven't been able to pick this up. But then it's keeping that bit of positivity, like, nah, it it will come back, and you know, we'll be able to we'll be able to play in front of people again. We'll be able to pick up where we left off, and just you have to kind of keep that bit of positivity, like as cliche and as simple as that sounds. Like that, you have to. That's what gets you through. Um, and it as well, it just makes you so much more grateful for being able to do that. Like, it's like it's that old saying, isn't it? You don't know. Uh, you don't know what you've got until it gets taken away. It's literally that in a nutshell. <laughs> um, and yeah. as a unit as well, we're all, you know, just aside from being bandmates, we're all like really good friends, like first and foremost. So, you know, we can we held each other up through it. And if anyone's struggling, you know, that's a massive thing. Uh, you know, it's like, again, it's, I know so many bands say it, but it's true. It's like a family at the end of the day. And it's, that's first and foremost like everyone's well-being is the most important thing and like otherwise what's you know what's the point yeah definitely I think yeah just trying to stay positive is definitely all you can do really I think I've, I've always personally um had the attitude that you know if I have any issues or anything that I have problems with I'll you know write them down list all of my problems and then cross out the ones that I can't control you know there's you know there's there's certain things like being in a lockdown which you can't you just can't control it so there's you've kind of just got to look at the bigger picture it's definitely um helped us reflect and i don't know it's it, it definitely made me appreciate things that i have in life and stuff like that so it, it, there's been positives to come out of it 100 percent I mean, yeah, it's always good to hear that. There's always the hope that something good comes out of it, uh, particularly as well. There's going to be a natural inclination that when people without doing it, maybe much reading or listening will presume uh, Servants of Violence has some elements uh, written and recorded and planned because of the last couple of years. While that may not be the case, the album itself, how much of an influence has this period, this long period, had on Casket Feeder overall, specifically where you're at now in May 2022? Um, I'd say like the events of the last couple of years haven't really had a direct impact on like our writing and stuff like mm. going ahead and, and, and writing because obviously because we tracked the album in 2019 we have already demoed like new material we're looking forward like ahead to the next record already uh, <laughs> but it hasn't had like a direct influence on that but I think if anything um, the downtime it gave us a lot of time to sit with that material and really you know listen back to it analyze it and stuff 
so much more than you'd normally get afforded when you're releasing an album you know pretty much like general general kind of timeline you know you, you go you track an album and then three or four months later like all things being well it tends to get released so you don't have a lot of downtime like sitting with those tracks but um yeah I mean if anything it's kind of I mean personally for me I've kind of come around to them again with fresh ears because we even though we've had them there for so long because it was such a long time before we were able to play those song, uh, some of those songs in front of people um it does kind of make them new again and you get you know you have that opportunity to see like people's reactions to like material and how people respond to certain stuff because our sound has evolved quite a lot from the early from the early releases um so yeah just that extra time to kind of think about where we've come to and like how we want to evolve things going forward and how we want to push ourselves i think i'd say that would be the main takeaway like personally oh yeah 100 yeah like i think it's, it's definitely given us more time to kind of think about things reflect on things i think you know we we changed the track list a few times you know there was a song we took off the album uh we later actually ended up releasing that as a separate single um you know like merch designs it just gave us a lot of time to just kind of think about you know the whole kind of package and how we were going to deliver it so yeah it, it's been frustrating but i think yeah i think it's, it's definitely um it's, it's been good to kind of reflect and take our time with it and not rush it no i think that is awesome it is awesome when they're here because it's clearly paying off it's also great to hear the enthusiasm you have for the album because obviously that could have been dampened by the long wait and how long you've had to sit with it and mentally as you move on to new music but it is a very exciting time not just for you but for people who are fans of the band uh buoyed by the release of the singles that we've heard so far um some generally excellent stuff guys that positive reaction that positive reaction that seems to be universally across the boat in the comments section the reviews however you might be looking at has that helped ease your nerves regarding how the full release is likely to be received yeah i mean i'd say personally like yeah definitely um but we've been asked kind of uh we've kind of been asked uh, in other instances like you know do you have any are there any pressures in terms of the release or any any kind of uh uh not reservations but yeah anything that you're potentially nervous about and for us you know our sound is kind of our sound obviously we've got our influences but i think especially with the, the album we we there's still obviously we always want to evolve and we always want to push ourselves but i think we found like our sounds like for the moment um we've kind of encapsulated our influences into something quite unique i think um and you know when you're when you're writing music that you're passionate about and you're, you're being true to your vision there Whereas, you know, you don't compromise on that, but you've always got that small part of you going, oh, what if, what if no one cares or this falls flat? And you're like, oh, I'd hate for that to happen. You know, I'm proud of everything we've done, but you do want it to translate well, you know? So yes, and especially because I was like I was saying that like the materials evolved quite a lot from the earlier releases and logically, in your logical mind, you think that should translate well. People should, people will surely see that step up and they will see the material, hear that the material's better and stuff. Mm. You know that people's preferences are different there's no right or wrong in that regard but yeah the the reaction to the singles has been like oh, it's been a massive boost like honestly it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's been amazing yeah really positive really encouraging um yeah a big a big sigh of relief i think for all of us <laughs> good yeah absolutely and it's not too long to wait now anyway and then it's just out in the world it's standing on its own two feet and there's nothing else you can do about it except wait and see what people think that's it like 
that's it. Once once it's out there, it really is out of your hands. Like it's you know you've, you've released it into the wild, <laughs> so then it's it's got to uh, it's got to take everything that comes its way. But yeah, it, it's a relief in a way to get the stuff out there, you know, because it's once once it is there, that band aid's ripped off. It's like okay, cool, it's out there now for everyone's everyone's opinion. So you you haven't got time anymore to dwell on that. Go, oh, what if what if this? What if that? Like, how's it going to get received? Like, right there you go, it's there now. So. It's like uh, it's like jumping into like deep end of a swimming pool in a way. I think one of the things that uh, would surprise most people who maybe are fresh to your sound coming into this album and the singles is that Casket Feeder hasn't been around 20 odd years. Even though you're synonymous in the British scene, it is wow, 2016. That is correct, isn't it? 2016. Yeah, it feels like 20 years with that pandemic in the middle. <laughs> it re- Honestly, when I when I when I checked the date and I was like, nah, that can't be right. That's that's gotta be wrong. That feels like it feels like you guys have been here forever. That's not a negative, but um it does feel that way. No, cheers. Well, I appreciate that. Man. Thank like, you. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the ground running. I mean, EP Venomous Tongues in 2017, Scalps in 2018, and uh, single Wormwood in 2021. That kind of makes me think everything has been building to this moment, to this release, where we now, and you've talked about it already, I guess, to a degree, a clearer and defined showcase of who and what Casket Feeder is exactly, this album. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think that's the, for us, that's the biggest kind of stake. It's like, okay, this is, we put it all on the table in terms of like the material we're presenting here. So it's like, you know, I'm going to, like, I don't want to sound like uh, our biggest cheerleader, but you've got to take pride in what you do. And I think this this will make people realise like we're not like messing about and we intend to stay around for a long time and like make our mark on this scene and and further. You know, there's a lot, there's a strong swathe of like British metal bands coming through now, like young, young bands and like at the more extreme end of the spectrum. And I definitely think like, yeah, we can definitely run with that pack, like most, you know. 100%, yeah, I think, um, yeah, like you said, obviously, first EP, uh, 2017, 2018, we, we did originally plan to release this album in 2019, so, you know, it kind of broke up the momentum a little bit, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's good to finally get it out there, and I think um, this album's definitely a lot more sort of um, collectively, you know, it's all kind of, uh, yeah, it's had a more collective uh, input from all the band members, so I think, I think we've definitely... Uh, yeah, like Connor said earlier, I think we've definitely found our sound on this album. Um, I think even as well, like with the, even with things like the videos and the artwork for the album, we've had such a more, um, we've put, we've had so much more thought and stuff that we've put into like the aesthetic presentation of the band and like, yeah. the, like the videos and things like that. And it's, yeah, you know, we've, we've been able to present like a much like stronger, like, vision of, of ourselves and like representation of like the band overall like I think we've got quite like a much stronger identity now we're coming forward with well fingers crossed all of that pays off I feel like it will thank you thank you fingers crossed <laughs> um Sermons of Violence the album itself the subject matters that it kind of delves a little bit into cults is obviously ingrained in it and while obviously the term itself may not be new we're kind of seeing it gain a depressing modern relevancy in the public space. When I say that, I think of things like politics and the likes of that. 
for you guys, how did you get yourself into the headspace for writing and talking about what is a very wide ranging set of subjects and then tying that into a, a sort of apocalyptic sense? It was kind of, um, it, 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 we never really sat down and said, okay, we need to write an album about, you know, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. It was kind <laughs> of, um, I think, as we were kind of writing all of the songs, they just all had a sort of, uh, sort of reoccurring theme you know, obviously war, uh, politics, you know, religion, um, all of those things. And it, it kind of just made sense. It just to tie it all together, um, the Four Horsemen just seemed like the perfect way to kind of represent what we were kind of talking about. But I think weirdly enough, I think this these were obviously written maybe like 2018, 2019, but, you know, like three years later, it's like even more relevant probably than it was then maybe. But yeah. Yeah, it was kind of... Um when like to kind of uh expand on or continue with matt, what matt was just saying there like yeah we didn't have a conscious like theme for the record kind of thing but as matt was bringing us more and more lyrics it was like hang on there's definitely like a thread like running <laughs> running through this and yeah it all just came together like kind of almost seamlessly in that sense and it, it just yeah it just made sense it it, it all the this topics it all kind of fit within that kind of aspect of like cults and uh you know whether that's like a literal cult cult of personality you know and um all the all the modern like issues facing uh, like humanity so like environmental collapse like warfare and yeah unfortunately like three years down the line since those songs are written it's like more prescient than ever so sorry everyone but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's an incredible uh, uh, timing. That's just incredible timing. But it does seem as we're always going to be killing ourselves over something regardless. Uh, I've been doing it since the dawn of time. We'll continue to do it until the end of time. Almost to the point, I think, where desensitization and apathy sinks in. You turn the news on, there's a bazillion things going on. You just kind of start to let it wash over you. So in that regard, with Casket Feeder then, and it came to... I guess this might be more specific for you, Matt, when it comes to lyrics. Um, how do you push through those feelings, that sense of um, that sense of apathy that comes with that to deliver what you have done on this new album? Well, I think, I mean, a lot of the topics I kind of wrote about, I guess it's probably down to my own personal taste of what, like reading and watching documentaries and things like that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just fascinated by the whole sort of idea of cults and why people, you know, get started in... Um, in, into the cults and stuff and obviously religion I'm, I mean I'm not religious but the whole sort of debate on religion just fascinates me um, um, and yeah I think it, I think it, it's something I feel passionate about and something I know that you know it's definitely got that emotive feeling so I don't want to write lyrics about you know dungeons or dragons or anything like that it's just kind of yeah something that really that I can kind of kind of feel like I um, yeah it, it just gets me fired up I think that's it as well like when you when you're passionate about these issues like um you're you're totally correct and so when there is so much kind of doom and gloom in the world it can it can be overwhelming and it, and even even with the best intentions and like being passionate about these things like come, sometimes that can force you to be apathetic because it can be just be like too much to deal with sometimes but having an outlet like music where you, you've got like a I don't want to say platform, but to that effect, you've 
you've got a vessel to like you know vent those frustrations or like put an opinion across i think that's a it's a great release and it's a it's a really constructive way to get those get those viewpoints across and try and engage people you know it's I totally agree with Matt in terms of like lyrical approaches and stuff like don't get me wrong like some of my favorite bands like you know it's quite escapism in the lyrics like a load of old death metal and stuff and like a load of old fresh metal and stuff I love it but definitely material and bands resonate with me more when they're 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 singing about like real topics real struggles Um, I just think it resonates with people a lot more yeah, I think I think those sort of topics. Uh, don't get me wrong. I you know I love a lot of bands that write about those topics. I'm not knocking it. It's just um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of quite cathartic in a way. Just kind of um, yeah, being able to sort of like kind of say just vent your frustration. Um, yeah. So it's fair to say, servants of violence is basically the culmination of frustrations over the past few years, or if not longer, in that sense. Particularly considering the subject matter and way of vitriol is aimed. Yeah, 100%. I mean, in terms of uh, like the lyrical uh, targets and the, the topics that we kind of addressing on the record, it's we sent our view a bit wider, like than the EPs. Like the EPs pretty much lyrically is fueled by a lot of uh, primarily by frustrations to do with politics in the UK and uh, social injustice and equality within the UK, uh, historically and present day. Um, we didn't just want to, even though those are issues which are massively important to us um, individually and as a band, we didn't just want to keep addressing the same topics over and over. We had to, we had to look outwards and, you know, there, there's those threads that run internationally and across communities in all corners of the earth, uh, struggles that everyone faces. And it's, you know, I'm not saying, oh, you know, we've got the answers for everything. We're going to change the world, not at all. But, you know, there's there's big issues that, um we hope people will kind of look look at and you know consider outside of our our own little bubble no it's awesome it's interesting as well because i'm pretty sure you guys could just wait another week something would happen in british politics and you have an album worth of bloody material right there and just keep doing that yeah 100 percent. yeah i think um yeah i, I think we're, we're all very passionate about that sort of stuff when it comes to like politics and just just issues that kind of face us you know in day-to-day life and um like kind of said it's like a almost like a platform where we you know get to kind of have our say not not like we're trying to change the world or anything like that it's just um it's you know it's, it's music we enjoy playing um and it, it's kind of just like you know from the the sort of mundane sort of day-to-day nine to five working week it's just like our opportunity to go and just just have our kind of vent over all of the the shit that kind of frustrates us from a day-to-day perspective. Plus if it resonates uh, with people and they, they're, what they're feeling they can then get from the music as well. I mean, that's the goal, right? Yeah, 100%. And um, something, we, something as well with this album, and it, it, again, it wasn't like a deliberate thing, um, but it just, it's just the way things worked out. Like, if you if you when the when when the record's out and people are able to like look at the lyrics and and such, um, you'll see it's a wide spectrum of ideologies which we're addressing and um, and calling into question. It isn't just like oh, this is one mindset that we we don't agree with, so you're going to get all of our like bile for the next forty minutes. It's like actually extreme extreme 
like approaches at both sides of the spectrum aren't the best way to go about things <laughs> like you know so it isn't just like you can't put us in a box like oh okay you just oppose that so we've got you all figured out it's like actually no like we will pull up anything that we or anyone that we believe to be uh operating in, in a nefarious manner you know i think that's if you're gonna you can't uh turn a blind eye to things just to fit your agenda you know yeah 100 i think i think you could i mean it's probably fair to say you could probably say we've probably targeted more sort of the sort of far right type stuff in the past but i think yeah on this album definitely there's there's stuff about the far left as well you know it's not done we're just um targeting one one point but um yeah i think it's fair to say and uh having heard the album a few times already myself the variety uh speaks for itself this is not uh, i think it's going to surprise surprise a lot of people even if you've heard all the singles and following your career to date one of the things that certainly surprised me uh, it's a little bit of a story really more than anything else but um at, at the time my first listened to it, i was reading a book at the same time and it was a book I had to review, so I'm reading through it and stuff like that. And it turns out this book ended up delving into cults and religious uh, religious oppression and racial stereotypes and stuff like that. And the combination of the two, without even realising, fitted so bloody well <laughs> that I then finished the book with the album on repeat to see how it fitted with it. So it turns out the book's called Delta. It's out in August 2020. So it's got ages. To, but when it turns up, hunt it down, play your album with it and see if you get the same thing. Amazing, yeah. That sounds that sounds like right, yeah, That's pretty crazy. much the same sort of topics. Yeah. <laughs> if they ever adapt it into a screenplay, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Um, one of the more things I guess that people these days get frustrated, angry about, and is often the harbinger of all doom is social media. Now I know it can be very, very difficult to make any ground on it, whatever you're doing, uh, in any industry. Do you guys, do Casket Feeder, do you see it kind of as a necessary evil that you need to do to push the band and the music? And how do you make yourself enjoy using it? Um, it I mean, it's definitely, I think, if, for, for a band sort of our size, if we're trying to kind of advertise ourselves and promote shows and things like that, then, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, you kind of have to do it. It's maybe, maybe sometimes we you don't necessarily want to do it, but, yeah, it's kind of, Definitely when obviously we're doing our campaign, releasing our album. So it's kind of like we we have to post content, we have to um do stuff like that. But yeah, no, there's there's definitely a dark side of it. Um which uh which I think we actually kind of touched base on in uh, one of the songs on the album, in Tyranny Begins. And um yeah, there's definitely a dark side to it, but I think there are a lot of positives to it as well. So it's kind of like kind of on the fence of it as well. Yeah, I think it's a tricky one as a band, like just broadly speaking, like social media, because I think, yeah, I think you're correct It's uh, in in addressing it as well as uh, noting it as like a necessary evil because it because of the way the industry is now, like it is, it is something you need to do and it's one of the most powerful tools for promotion, but it is kind of sometimes it is like uh, running the gauntlet in a sense. Um, and it, as well like for the way people access their music you know it's you've got everything at the touch at the touch of a button these days like you're spoiled for choice so for a band like at our level especially um and maybe a couple of rungs up the way i look at social media and like particularly facebook and instagram it's almost like window dressing so it's bands generally i've seen that have succeeded very well with social media they've got a very strong like aesthetic uh, uh 
a theme that they run through their posts, uh, you know, and that's a massive thing. And people might uh hoover that, but it's and go, oh, but it's it's part of it now. It's it's a it is a business, uh, rightly or wrongly, and you have to think of it that way and how you present yourself. And it can be really tiring, like having to like analyze that kind of thing and like you know the dreaded bloody algorithm and like staying ahead of that, having to sponsor posts because like Facebook wants you to give loads of money, <laughs> like just to push something. So it can be draining in that sense, but something we've always been mindful of doing, we will only ever post when we've got something to post about. Um, Cause I think that can be detrimental to yourself when, when it's fit, when you get caught in that trap of like, oh, we constantly need to be updated, putting things out and updating stuff. And it's like, ironically, obviously that pushes you out of the algorithm. And as a consumer as well, like on the flip side, if I just see this thing constantly that don't have much weight to them, or there's nothing actually in that post, that's new or kind of exciting you're just like oh, i'm kind of a bit sick of seeing this even if you really like the band um but i mean on a personal level i've aside from doing like bands the band stuff like i've pretty much disengaged from social media because yeah it's just it's just a, t a bit of a it's a bit of a time drainer and mm. it's so easy these days as well like it's a bit like keeping up with the joneses you know i mean we're we're not the youngest people were all like in our bar our basis we're all in our 30s up to mid 30s kind of thing so you know we're, we're all pretty secure in ourselves and what we're doing and stuff but i can see how people get so sucked into that kind of almost competitive nature of social media and that's an awful thing um especially for young people you know that they, they constantly feel inadequate and like they're not good enough because of the, the things they see on the internet and yeah i mean I hate it for that like to put it bluntly like yeah so I've pretty I just removed myself from it aside from doing band promotion and like doing stuff on the band accounts like I think I share like a couple of things a year with that <laughs> and then I pretty much go back into my little cave yeah that's definitely not the dark side of it I think it's, it's it can be quite damage on your mental health as well just you know all that thing about like FOMO and things like that maybe seeing all your friends post a picture and you're like oh you know you're not there and it, I think for the younger people, it could definitely be quite damaging because I think when you're younger, you, everyone just wants to kind of, you know, be popular and be accepted by people. And yeah, there's there's definitely such a dark side to it. So, I mean, I, I love it for band purposes, but yeah, I mean, personally, I try to try to limit myself each day because it gets a bit tiring when you're just kind of scrolling and scrolling. It's just, um, yeah, it's quite tiring. And like the other aspect is that there's so much like kind of, animosity in some ways you know especially if it anything to do with news or like a political discussion it 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 also often like just kicks off or descends into like your mudslinging and you know those people would never talk to each other like that face to face but it's just like oh it's that can be exhausting I mean I kind of made a conscious I used to get sucked into it really badly like around like when it'd be running up to like elections and stuff you know and I get it because whatever side of the fence you're on if you're passionate about it you're gonna get fired up I do understand that but I just I've kind of learned now it's like it's just not worth it online it literally not because no one wins you just come away feeling like shit because you've had a massive mm. argument potentially with someone you might not even know or you might get into it with someone you do know because you just can't have a proper discussion online it's just like it's just not worth it man like I'd rather sit down have a dialogue with someone but yeah. you know it's just there's there's so much like 
even over stupid things like people will argue over anything on like it's crazy <laughs> oh yeah yeah i mean your descriptors there as well about how to use it for casket feed and how to keep the focus on that it's one of the more um dare i say down-to-earth explanations i've heard from a lot a lot of bands this is a question we posed to most bands because of how important social media is to modern music. And it's always interesting to see the wide range of thoughts and opinions uh, for bands that are 30 years into their career to bands that are a year into it and yourselves who are six years in. So it's amazing to hear you describe it in such a measured way. But all I kept keep thinking is, yeah, six months down the line and the algorithm changes and you've got to start it all again and work it out again. Yeah, it's just, that's it. It's you just got to kind of constantly stay stay in touch with it. Um, it's almost like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I do graphic design. You're just constantly like looking at trends and things like that. And you know, I'm not, I'm not, I've never been one to sort of follow trends. But I think in that sort of sector, you kind of you have to really sort of. But um, yeah, I think you just like the algorithm always constantly changing. You just always always got to just stay on the ball if you want to kind of, you know, kind of figure out you know what 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 you need to do really. It's a bit like a Rubik's cube, you know. You get all of the sides bar one square done, and then you're like, <laughs> "Oh God, I can't like undo this and start again." But and I think that if I'd say this like any bands, any like anyone, like just as simple as it sounds, like just be genuine to yourself and how you present yourself on your social media, because that does come through. Like people can people can tell when it's kind of a constructed image and stuff. It's just like just be genuine to yourself, you know. And like. Not to contradict what I was saying, Elliot, I think having a, like a strong kind of overall aesthetic and stuff is important, but make that something real to yourself and like how you post and how you engage with people, like just be genuine because sooner or later people are going to talk to you at shows and if you're a very different personality or you're, you're, making, you're construing something completely different online, that can fall flat a little bit with people, like people want people to be genuine and they want people to be relatable, you know, and it's I think especially for us it's like we've never had this pretense of like oh yeah we've got to come across as this like proper evil metal bands or or yeah yeah and like even like some of the things we address lyrically it's like we never want to come across as like oh yeah look we're these holier than thou like arch intellects like like death metal heads it's like no we just write about what we what we're passionate about we play the music we love and we love playing shows and we love hanging out with people like that's who we are you know yeah. like that's wonderful. I love that. May 20th. It's not too long now. The album release date. And it turns out you're playing an album release show six days after at the Black Heart in Camden, London. Yes. A yeah. hell of a lineup on that. A hell of a lineup with the bands on that. I'm going to be there. I can't wait. Me and my wife will be there. What's the plan? Is the album being played in full? uh almost in full with so predominantly the album and, and a couple of older tracks in there but it's going to be it's going to be uh, a big set yeah <laughs> you guys must be stoked for that man it's going to be a hell of a show um the black heart i mean i love that that video is amazing anyway yeah we love the black heart um yeah we've always had a bit of a soft spot for the black heart um so yeah we, we can't wait um i think like i said earlier just it's just good to get back playing shows again and um yeah it's just going to be nice to finally just get this this album out there it's just it's been just we've been waiting so so long for it um it's just yeah it's just yeah it's nice to finally finally get it done it's gonna feel like a bit of a party yeah. i think but definitely yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
as it should, as it should. Oh, going back, did you, um, during the period of like the hefty lockdowns and during the first one, I think there was a, a brief attempt in this country to try and make socially distant shows and seated gigs, including the metal, a thing. Did it, was that something that ever came your way? Did you ever consider it or did you attend any? We, I think we actually said like, we're not going to do one. If, it, if, if we do get offered it, we're just not going to do it. I think... I don't know. I think we just feed off a lot of the energy live. And I think just playing a sit down show would just seem a bit weird for us. And just it'd just be really hard to sort of get into it. Yeah. Um, we, didn't, we weren't actually offered one, but I did I did go to a few sit down gigs and it was really odd. I mean, one of the bands I saw was sort of kind of like a post metal band. So it kind of it was OK sitting down. But yeah, sit, seeing like a really sort of high energy band sitting down is just bit of a strange one yeah, yeah just a bit strange. i mean like if, if you know obviously people sit down uh when they go to like arenas and things like that so it's probably no different to that but you know i think the one i went to had like little arrows and things and it was just all very sort of strange so yeah i mean obviously like total respect to any bands that did do it like yeah i, I mean I, I really admire it but yeah just for us we we're just like it was a collective thing was like it just fit it just be odd like we we struggle to kind of get into it you know mm. and i think as well especially because most people attending probably would still be a little bit uneasy like about like, oh, what can you do like mm. it's not the normal kind of vibe for a show so yeah especially playing like very fast extreme metal it's a bit of an odd one <laughs> for people to sit down for you know um i mean i've uh in not to like go too far off topic, but I play in like a covers band. We do like we do like a Tony Hawk soundtrack covers thing. And uh, Matt filled in on a show for us as well, and we played this show, and it was really odd because they left loads of seats and stuff out in the state, like in the like crowd area bits, and loads of people just sat down, and it's just like <laughs> I just felt like I was playing at a school assembly. I couldn't get into it at all. It's just, it's just weird, and that's playing like skate punk, you know. It's not playing like death metal, so. Yeah, it's a bit of a mad one. That wasn't in the lockdown either. I was just like, ah, yeah, we need that kind of, even if people aren't going nuts, you know, you can just see people standing up and like giving it a little, like moving ahead about and stuff. It's like, okay, at least that you, you can tell they're getting into it. So you just feed off of that. But that was it. That was the only thing for us. It's like, yeah, I just don't know how we'd, there'd be like no real buzz for us to feed off a of kind of thing. That's all. No, it makes sense as well. It was a short-lived, at least in London, it was very short-lived an attempt to do that. Most of the venues just couldn't handle it, couldn't be open with such a low capacity anyway. Yeah. I think it's, I say it, it's like logistically, I mean, our local venue, um, uh, Crawford Arms, like they, because as far as I understand, obviously there was like the musicians, oh, it's not musicians, like the venues I, trust. I think, they, I got, I think they got funded, didn't they, by someone? Yeah, um, but like like, every, every venue within that, um, I can't think of the words now, but every venue supported by that trust, basically, in collaboration, they got assistance with doing like a COVID safe plan for running like, uh, for running seated gigs and like the capacity they'd be able to operate at with the COVID laws and the social uh, distancing procedures in place. And I think for the Crawford it worked that they could have like, 30 people in there and that's a 260 cap venue so they were just like it literally it's financially not feasible to open the venue for that and it's like wow you it's know. crazy i don't think you could even break even in no scenario way. like that you just, unless and everyone bought about 20 pints it's just not yeah. gonna, it's just not gonna happen <laughs> like well yeah i mean the the black heart speaking of the black heart that had to do a 
it wasn't a Kickstarter, a GoFundMe, a GoFundMe. Yeah. Thankfully, they reached out and survived. But yeah, that's what I had to do. Yeah, yeah I remember that because I think we actually. Um, that's what enough, released when with. Yeah, so obviously I've mentioned earlier. Obviously, we've released um, a track that was meant to be on the album, but we released it as a single last year, Wormwood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, obviously that was around the sort of time that the Black Heart was doing their fundraiser. So um, we actually donated 100% of the download sales uh, to the Black Heart. Of course. So, it's all it's all coming back to me. I remember this now. Oh, it's amazing. Guys, I got one more for you. And it's really now what the hopeful, and I say hopeful because even though gigs and live music is coming back, trying to book shows, book tours and go on festivals is near enough bloody impossible thanks to the backlog. What are the hopeful plans for the remainder of 2022 for Casket Feeder? We've got the album launch show 26th of uh, May. I know you've got uh, Crawford Arms coming up in July. That's correct. That's yeah. correct, yeah. Um. At the moment, I don't think we've, I mean, in terms of like the gig front, and not not much at the moment. I think we, I think we've kind of dedicated all of our time and focus on on this album launch. Um, I think because yeah, I think that that's kind of been our primarily focus. I mean, we we do obviously want to play as many shows as we can. I think um, it is a bit difficult, um, like booking shows and stuff at the moment. There's obviously there's still a lot of people maybe not wanting to take risks and things like that, which is understandable, but. Um, I guess, I mean, the goal for us is obviously we'd love to get to like Europe and play some festivals and just kind of reach it far and wide, really. So that's, that's kind of the end goal. If it's not 2022, it'll be 2023 as well. Always got to think that far ahead these days now. Guys, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thank Honestly, you so much, really man. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. appreciate it. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there, that's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and of course if you like this video do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?